0: What is up ladies and gentle nerds, it's your boy Graham also known as HamHawks42 on the internet and this episode is brought to you by the fact that barbers are not considered essential employees as far as our government is concerned and all the crazy uh, hair that you're going to be seeing from a lot of content creators not to mention your loved ones in the near future. All right, so very cool. So today we are getting back to Ikoria spoilers, and it's funny. Today I was actually looking through the sheet. Um, every day, usually what I do um, for this show is I take a look at a random magic card and I just go right off the top, just record and talk about it for 10 minutes, whatever comes to mind. Um, with the Ikoria spoilers, what I've been doing is I've been going out to um, mythicspoilers.com, just taking a look at all of the spoilers that have come out on that particular day, and just kind of skimming through them and then catching one that just seeing one that catches my eye, kind of going, huh, that's interesting. Downloading the image, jumping in here, and recording it. So I have had a few minutes to think about it, but not a ton. Um, and this one, so as I was looking through, which ones am I going to look at today? When I read this card, I just kind of stopped. And was like, is that for real? Are you for real? Is that really here? Is this, um... yeah, and let's just get into it. So today we are looking at the Ozolith, or Ozolith. I'm not exactly sure how to, how to pronounce it. So it's a legendary artifact for one. Keep that in mind, guys. This only costs one enchantment or one one mana. Sorry, it's a legendary artifact, not an enchantment, and it costs one mana, just one. And that one mana, what you what do you get for it? It is a legendary artifact. It's a rare, not even a mythic, mind you. This is rare. Whenever a creature you control leaves the battlefield, if it had counters on it, put those counters on the ozolith. At the beginning of combat on your turn, if the Ozolith has counters on it, you may move all counters from the Ozolith onto target creature. Let's just appreciate that for a second. This is a safe deposit box for all of your counters. All of them. Plus one, plus one counters, charge counters if they happen to be on creatures. all of the keyword counters that we're seeing in Ikoria. Um, verse counters, which you know you see on certain legendary creatures. I mean, the, the implications here are really vast. You can do a lot of cool stuff with this. And so with how many counters we see from different creatures that enter the battlefield with counters on them, um, we have a lot of opportunity to do a lot of crazy jank with this. And it, this kind of reminds me a little bit of... A card called Power Conduit, which was an uncommon back in Mirrodin. It cost two, and you could tap it, remove a counter from a creature, or remove a counter from a permanent you controlled, any counter, any permanent, didn't matter. And you could move, or then then you could add a plus one plus one counter or a charge counter to a target creature artifact or target artifact you controlled. So, you know, kind of the same idea. And actually, if I'm not mistaken, even Power Conduit was based off of an uncard, an unglued card from back in the day called a giant fan that involved moving counters around so with power conduit when they made a black bordered giant fan the way the giant fan had worked is you were able to move like all of your counters from one permanent to another or something like that like or you could move like all counters you owned to one permanent or something like really weird and kind of silly like that well what um what power conduit did kind of the black bordered version back in the day was it would remove a counter of any kind didn't matter. You could so the removal was really flexible. You could do all kinds of stuff with that, but the um, the counter going th- that was being added to the permanent had to be either a plus one plus one counter or a charge counter. Now in that set there was a ton of different uses for that, and um, yeah, in that block you had a million and a half different charge counter payoffs. Not to mention the modular creatures and all kinds of stuff like all kinds of benefits for those two particular type of counters. So ninety percent of the time that's what you wanted anyway, but you know, it, and but it also limited a number of other options that you had. It limited your ability to really break the game. Well, now with Ozolith, that limitation—the limitation of only being able to add a, a very limited number of counters or limited types of counters to a particular target—that's no longer the case. That the, so that that's not an issue anymore. Um, and on top of that these counters um yeah i'm sorry i'm still just kind of blown away by this this card just has me completely gobsmacked i'm really shocked that they added this because i was always of the impression when i read power conduit now granted that was that card was printed what 15 years ago uh, at this point i think push yeah about 15 16 years ago something like that um and I don't know if the thunder's coming. Yeah, there's actually a really gnarly thunderstorm going on outside right now. So if that comes in on the microphone, I'll be I'll be actually be pretty impressed. Um, because I was of the impression this headset was pretty uh pretty localized. Anyway, that is neither here nor there. Just a fun little moment for um while we're recording. With Power Conduit, I was pretty confident that the reason that they were willing to print a card that allowed you to move counters in a black-bordered set was that. There was a limitation around what types of counters. With Ozolith, you don't have that. The type of counter, just it just goes along with it. Now there is one little failsafe that I can't help but notice they built into this card, and I appreciate it. I appreciate it very much. There is some flexibility that it's lacking. So when it, so whenever a creature leaves the battlefield, if it had counters, those counters go onto Ozolith. Period and end of story. All of them. Positive counters, negative counters doesn't matter. If you're going up against, say, an infect deck, if you had a negative one, negative one counters on one of your creatures, too bad, those are coming along too. Um, yeah, but if you have trample counters, hexproof counters, plus one, plus one counters, all that jazz, those do, those come along as well. And so, okay, so if we're in a situation where there are negative counters, oh my goodness, the other, there's another implication of this in commander that just struck me: um, bounty counters. That's the thing um, where if if a person is trying to leverage this, if you're if you're putting bounty counters on their creatures, then all of a sudden whenever the creature with the bounty dies that bounty counter just immediately goes on to an or well, the bounty counter will go to the neck to a new creature if there are positive counters that the owner of Ozolith wants to take advantage of. So the way that it works is at the beginning of the Ozolith owners um, the Ozolith controller's combat phase, they can move all of the counters that are on Ozolith. All of them, not any number of them, not specific ones, not you know, not a counter. It's all or nothing. You're getting every single thing that's on here or nothing at all. And as a result, what you end up with is if there are five or six trample counters on there, well, it doesn't matter. You can only distribute those to one creature. They all go together. And the fact that it's a redundant effect doesn't freaking matter. You know, it's just it has trample five times. What does that mean as far as the game is concerned? Nothing. You know, it just it has trample. That's it. You can have trample one time, five times. 20 times doesn't freaking matter. It's, it's completely and totally redundant. So you get diminishing returns if you're using keyword counters. You know, you can't stack that on top of each other. Because I know the very first thing you think of is, oh, man, everything I have is going to have trample counters. And I'm just going to go ahead and make sure that those, you know, that I can spread those out to all my creatures. Mm-mm. No, it doesn't work with go wide strategies. And when I say go wide, I mean having a lot of little creatures. That just It doesn't work, just straight up. You can't really leverage it that way. Now, if you're leveraging Mutate, and you're putting a whole bunch of stock in one creature, and you're trying to create the biggest, baddest monster on the block, all of a sudden, Ozolith is a brilliant tool to help you get there. Because a lot of creatures come into play with counters on them. And if you can blink those creatures, if you can sacrifice those creatures, if you can do something to get those creatures off the battlefield, get those counters onto Ozolith, then you can pull those counters off of Ozolith, Throw them of the creature that you're beefing up that's going to be you know your win con your focus that you're that big hit that you're going to deliver to your opponent that all i mean you that's a really cool moment you get to you get to have that with this that's really slick i like it um but yeah so now i'm trying to think of going up against this thing because there are ways around it there are ways to beat it um i mean the most obvious is artifact destruction it is legendary it is an artifact if you can destroy an artifact cool you can also use cards like engineered explosives blasting zone those cards that destroy um, permanents that are a certain cmc and those with just one counter on it will blow this up quite nicely so um if there is a deck in competitive where ozolith um, if there's a deck in standard let's say where ozolith becomes a valuable inclusion that is a part of a larger game plan which with it only costing one there's a very real chance that's going to happen Yeah, I'm really interested to see um, how that works. That's the other thing. When you see a card that costs one or two that has a pretty cool effect, keep an eye out because those tend to be, in in my experience, I have noticed that the really low CMC cards that have cool, potentially powerful effects are the ones that could take that next step and become really powerful and really competitive. I mean, that's, that's just anecdotal. You know, take that for what it's worth. But I I think this thing has a home in a competitive standard deck. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if a year from now we're looking at world championships and there's at least one deck In whatever meta, whatever shakes out, I wouldn't be surprised if this is in there. I don't know how it's going to look. I haven't seen a lot. Um, It'll be really interesting to see how things shake out. This is the joy of standard is that it all changes and we get to watch it all change. And fortunately, we can all participate on Arena with a very minimal investment. Um, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, so there is one other element of Ozolith that I I wanted to bring up, um, that I wanted to speak to for this particular podcast. there is a uh, there's one card that is one of my favorite board wipes in commander specifically that is a beautiful counter to Ozolith. So if you can destroy an enchantment, great. If you can remove uh, permanents, or if you can remove counters from enchantments, that's another thing, or remove counters from any permanent, that's something that you can leverage with Ozolith. And there is no better way, in my opinion, to do that than with a little card called Aether Snap. Now, and of course, that's not really showing up too well on the camera, so I'll just go ahead and pull it up right here. So, Aether Snap is a sorcery for five. It is three and two black. Remove all counters from all permanents and remove all tokens from the game. So, I actually dusted this off in some of my commander decks, specifically when War the Spark dropped, because what this also says is um, destroy all planeswalkers. You know, you completely eradicate all Planeswalkers because you are keeping track of their loyalty with loyalty counters. You remove all those counters; they have zero loyalty; they all die. So my thought was, hey, that uh, you know, that attracts a super friends deck that my buddies always bring to the bring to the table. Aether Snap just says, hey, destroy that. Just get rid of it. Get it gone for five. That's pretty great. And I thought, hey, this is really cool. Now, with um, all the Planeswalkers that we saw in. In War of the Spark, Aether Stamp was good. At five, it's a little expensive for a board wipe, um, which is why I'm specifically saying Commander is the place for it, for this. You know, you're definitely not going to see this run in, in any kind of modern situation, or at least I would be shocked if you did. Um, you know, modern or, uh, I don't. It's not Pioneer legal, but in any case, um, I have a feeling that this is going to be valuable again. Um, you know, right now it's going for sixty cents, so it's not. If you just need a board wipe in, for a deck that has black in it. I would consider it, because it it doesn't destroy creatures per se, except for certain ones. You know, like, I wouldn't help but... You couldn't help but notice that it kills most Hydras um, that are out there, because they start as zero, 0 creatures. I mean, a lot of them, anyway. So, uh, that's pretty great. Also, Yorvo, that dude would get uh, completely knocked off with this. But, um... If your opponent is running a strategy where they are trying to stockpile counters or create a lot of these fun new keyword counters that we're seeing in Ikoria, Ozolith is is an an engine towards that goal. Aether Snap is a beautiful counter, and I just got to throw it out there, a little plug. This is one of those little gems from Darksteel way back in the day. I adore it. Um, Based on the fact that it's going for like 60 bucks right now, or I'm sorry, 60 cents right now, wrong unit of measure, that makes a big difference, Um, yeah, it's going for about 60 cents, it's not worth a ton, Uh, I suspect that in your local playgroup, as people are dusting off their new Ikoria toys in EDH, um, I suspect that some, that there are going to be some plays that you could set up with this um, that could really swing the game in your favor. So I just wanted to throw that out there, a little public service announcement. Hey, guys, go check out Aether Snap. It's pretty great. Cool, cool. Yeah. So the Ozolith, i got to say, I'm really stoked. I'm interested to see what happens with it. If they, if the counter support is there, I think this has an opportunity to be a really cool card in the right setting. Um, it has a lot of potential, and it gives you the option of keeping all of your counters around, no matter what happens. So any kind of aristocrats situation, like actually, that's that's it. That's that's the deck that I want to run. So right now, I have an Ar- Arakdos aristocrats deck, um, which I've commonly, or which I've heard to refer, referred to as snack dose because it's using the witch's oven to create food tokens. I love that deck, it's great, super fun, very competitive, it's, it's delightful. I want to see a version of that. I want to see Rakdos um, Aristocrats. So you're sacrificing little creatures uh, constantly. You're sacrificing little creatures over and over again um, to trigger different effects. Death triggers with Mayhem Devil or um, enter the battlefield triggers with Iara, those types of things. Where I want to see somebody leveraging that, where you're sacrificing creatures, but all of the creatures that you're sacrificing have counters on them that all go into Ozolith. So you dump all of them in Oz- Ozolith and then. At the beginning of combat on your turn, you have a menace counter, you have a trample counter, you have a death touch counter, you have a fear counter, you have a flying counter, you have um, a vigilance counter, you have a hexproof counter, you have six plus one plus one counters, or whatever, you just have all these counters on Ozolith, and then just immediately, boom, drop it all onto your wolf Strider, or the goat that the wolf Strider brought in, um, you know and just swing out with that to win the game I think that could be a this allows a new finisher for that type of uh, that type of setup now are the support pieces there to really make this effective I don't know I haven't seen them yet but that doesn't mean they don't exist I know we do have a th- I believe it's a three three no sorry two three there's a three three Grim dancer was a card that Reed Duke spoiled um just the other day I believe it was one two and two black and it comes into play with three um sorry it comes into play with two keyword counters on it and you get to choose between menace fear and death touch i think so it's kind of like three kind of b you know keyword players like but i think they're generally underappreciated i think those those um those abilities are pretty great and yeah and so all of a sudden, like, that would be a really great fit in this type of deck, what I'm envisioning here. Because then that comes into play with two counters on it. You sacrifice it to another. You sacrifice it to something akin to a carrion feeder that puts a plus one, plus one counter on it. And then, yeah, anyway, the, the possibilities here are, it's here. There's an opportunity here to do some really fun things. And I'm looking forward to getting my hands on it. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to brewing with it. Yeah, that's on my radar, and I'm going to be sure. Um, I'm stockpiling on some rare wild cards, because if I don't crack that in my first couple of couple of drafts, I'm definitely going to go after it. <laughs> yeah, this is good stuff, guys. Thanks for hanging out. I appreciate it, as always. I stream over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash hamhocks42. Um, and then this is also Overthinking MTG, my podcast. It's also available with video on YouTube. And, um, yeah, it's available anywhere you get your podcasts. So I do this every day where I look at a random card and, uh, and talk about it for at least 10 minutes. So thanks so much for hanging out. It's been a pleasure, and I will catch you next time.